Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, man, it is going great. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to my... move into Sussex. <laughs> no, I wish. No, I'm licking my wounds from the selection. Uh, you know, this was a this was a tough election year. It was a tough year leading up to it. A lot of betrayal, a lot of uh, trying to pick up the pieces of my political life, a lot of you know, uh, just trying to keep my party alive. We made it. You know, I think things are on the upswing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a rough one. It was a rough one. I'm not going to lie. How did you how did the Libertarian Party do relative to the 2015 election? Well, in 2015, we ran, I think, 74 candidates or 75 candidates. We we had probably close to 200 people express interest in being a candidate. I think we could have ran close to 150 candidates in 2015 had we not had some organizational issues. I mean, we were really rocketing then. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of chaos. So, uh, you know, just trying to keep everything organized. That was our, our this time. It was a difficulty just trying to get any momentum or any traction. We ended up, I think, with 25 candidates um, okay. and, and our like typically libertarians get between one and three percent of the votes in the ridings that they run in and in this mm -hmm. election it was much lower it was probably closer to half to one percent of the vote and that's largely because i suspect most people uh, many people that would have voted libertarian voted ppc this election so the ppc yeah. took a chunk of our vote and our support and um that's kind of been the story of this year yeah the rise of the ppc and and you know their impact but i guess we're we're kind of our own the architects of our own demise in a lot of ways because we created that that wave and Maxime Bernier is an accomplished pragmatic politician and was able to organize it into something um, even if I think it was kind of wrong-headed and in, in the wrong direction but uh, uh, you know that's how it goes I guess I guess we got what we asked for in a lot of ways and so we can feel kind of proud about that I mean we we really I do believe we disrupted Canadian politics in a meaningful way whether that will bear fruit in the long term I guess remains to be seen. Yeah, so before we uh, go and talk about Maxime Bernier, let's talk about the election um, more widely. So Justin Trudeau, minority government, I don't think it's particularly surprising. Um, it seems surprising if you really think about it rationally, because here's a politician who broke the ethics rules multiple times, painted his face black multiple times. And so the, the narrative that I know would be how this guy won. What what is wrong with Canada? How horrible are Canadians that they'd vote for this person? But but he's a left wing darling, so obviously that's not the case. Um, but so like I think the tone I got of this election was just is dejection the right word? People just <laughs> yeah. were sad. Yeah. Right? Like no one was happy about anything. Yeah. Um, last time it was like you know there was excitement about Trudeau even though it was like very much an anti-Harper uh, sentiment in the last election, this election was just like, these guys are all jokes. That's literally yeah. um, the way I got, the way I understood it, except I was very surprised at the number of my peers who were going green, um, mm -hmm. like, and not just voting green, but like advertising on their Facebook about the Green Party. So that was really surprising to me, but I guess it makes sense with the environmentalist stuff. But what's your assessment of, you know, Trudeau's win and how Sheer did as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think there was just disappointment. Widespread disappointment is the best way to describe this. The liberals aren't happy. They got a minority. They lost a lot of seats. Conservatives aren't happy. They, you know, as uh, Peter McKay said, 
they had an open net and they missed. Uh, you know, the PPC yeah. isn't happy, I think, because while Bernier lost his seat, but also I think a lot of PPC members felt like their party would win a few seats and would do a lot better than than two or three percent of the vote. Uh, yeah. The libertarians aren't happy, but we're never happy in any election. So that's nothing new. Um, but, yeah, I think that the people that might be happy are the Greens and the Bloc for sure. The Greens yeah. seem to pick up a lot of support. They've got three seats. I saw a lot of even libertarians jumping on the green bandwagon, which I found kind of strange. Um, yeah. So gr green uh, ideology is kind of spreading and, and taking hold. I mean, you had Gre Greta Thunberg and all, all these other things happening that kind of go that support the green agenda. Mm -hmm. um, so. So those people win one, but that was a very small kind of minority. Everyone else, like widespread, just disappointment. And I think, you know, that the, the, I, I don't think people enthusiastic, people that voted for Trudeau didn't do so enthusiastically. I think they kind of held their nose and said, okay, well, he's, he's the, the least, <laughs> the lesser of the evil, right? They, yeah. they looked at Andrew Shear and Andrew Shear, the reason he lost like his one job, he should have won because he was simply a bland, uh, non-charismatic, not <laughs> Trudeau safe candidate, right? He was safe, yeah. he was non-charismatic, and he was bland. He was ex exact, exactly what the conservatives needed to win this election. Uh, however, he wasn't portrayed that way in the mainstream media. They they connected him with alt-right figures like Faith Goldie. You know, they they dug up his uh, so, some of his social conservative views from the past, and they p portrayed him as this scary right-wing uh, guy that that yeah threatened Canada like that. We don't want to go down that the populist route, and populism is scaring everyone. And they kind of attach some some tendrils of that to Sheer, and so. As much as people didn't like Trudeau, uh, they were scared shitless of Sheer, and so they mm. kind of held their nose and voted voted Trudeau, right? And I, I saw some uh, comments, you know, on my page because right now Sheer's under attack. Like, there's some MPs in his cabinet that are calling for an immediate no confidence vote. Uh, there are certainly yeah. uh, calls for a leadership review next spring. Peter McKay is weighing into the mix right now. Um, kind of looks like he's doing some organizing or, or throwing some shots at Shear with the open net comment. And and so it seems like Shear's leadership is in jeopardy. And so now what I'm seeing are a bunch of comments saying, well, if Bernier had won leadership, we yeah. have a, a conservative government. But I think that's actually not true at all. I, in fact, I think the conservatives would have done worse under Bernier, even though I would have preferred to see him lead that party. But he would have been portrayed as uh, a xenophobe, as a bigot, at, like he, he has, there, there's a lot more meat on Bernier to for the mainstream media to slam him and portray him as as everything that that centrists and lefters leftists are scared shitless of. But I and there is on cheer. So he at least would have some more principles to fight back because I never saw Sheer really fighting back. Like when you don't have principles, it's hard to defend yourself, right? Yep. So. Like, but I do think it would have been more interesting, at least, and definitely would've. from a libertarian standpoint, it would have been a lot more interesting. I also think Bernier would have been less po less populist had he won the conservative leadership. Right? He he needed to find some base to attach to because he didn't get the conservative base. Um, yeah, that's true. He might have run as a libertarian guy, and if that's the case, you know, he might have done fairly well. Um, 
you know, it, it, he, he went down the populist route because that's where if he was detaching from the conservative party, that's kind of the route he had to go. So you, you may have a point there that I, I may be wrong. I think it's interesting that we immediately go to and people generally have been going to uh, you know, what if scenarios, because it's again, just it, it reflects how boring and yes. and and unfortunate the current state actually is. Um, but I do want to try and stay on that because, you know, Bernier didn't win. And, and although there are more interesting worlds we could live in or better worlds we could live in, uh, we don't at the moment. So I, I don't know where you want to start in terms of digging into the liberals, what it looks like, or the maybe we'll go a bit more with the conservatives, because I am interested. You had been hoping that they'd be kind of decimated yeah. because then it would show that they need some principles. But they I don't, I don't know if just not enough Canadians care, but it, it ended up being not only bad for them, but bad for anyone who wanted it to be bad for them. It's like this right, election right, managed right, to right. be perfectly milquetoast across yeah. the board, which yeah, I think was... reflects the, the politicians itself. So what do you think this means for the Conservative Party? Because they weren't decimated, you know, Sheer isn't anything special, but we knew that before. Is he going to get another kick at it? Um, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Well, 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 I mean, you know, the Conservatives actually picked up seats this, this election, right? That's what everyone yeah. forgets, right? But, of course, no one thinks that's any sign of success because they should have handily won the election given how terrible Trudeau is. So I do think Sheer will be replaced. Yeah. And you're right, they weren't decimated. Like, the PPC... Didn't even affect their outcome. Like there might have been six seats uh, where the PPC, if the votes that had gone to the PPC went to the CPC, they would have picked up six more seats. But that's a big assumption too. Like you know, a lot yeah. of those people would have probably voted liberal or libertarians or not voted at all. Um, mm -hmm. So we can't say that they cost uh, the CPC those seats. Um, but you know, I, I think like what I was hoping is that they'd be decimated by a fairly libertarian. Uh, upstart party but of course that party was mostly populist and and people didn't vote for it and so it, if anything it would have affected the cpc in a more populist direction but instead what we see is the exact opposite what's going to happen is for the cpc to win i think like peter mckay is actually a guy that could lead the cpc to victory right because he's a red tory and this is what Canadian, and, yeah. and he's the least offensive thing. That there's nothing that the left can, or the mainstream media can really use to slam him. It's a centrist or the left who are really worried about guys like Sheer who have social conservative tendencies. Uh, so, so what what I suspect will happen is the worst case scenario, which is a red Tory will be in charge of the Conservative Party, and we'll see government continue to grow. Uh, we would have seen it grow under Sheer, mind you, but it'll grow even faster under a leader like. McKay, but he will win and the CPC will will get in there. And so I predict, you know, many more years of uh, government growth if it doesn't come to Do civil war. Do you think if it keeps shifting, if the, the allegedly conservative government or party keeps shifting further left, eventually does it create a gap for a more principled conservative non-populist entry? Like they, they can only last so long and, and, you know, people with libertarian principles can only not care so long. Right. right. I, I would think. 
Man, I well, I, I do definitely think if Peter McKay wins leadership of the Conservative Party, they will get government and the right will start to fracture very hard, right? Because there are a lot of people, conservatives, who hate red Tories. And so we'll start to see, and we saw this uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, where the conservatives started fracturing because you had um, very kind of red Tory type people like Mulroney and, and Joe Clark and that, those kinds of people. Um start to divide the party and and then you had the reform party and you had the progressive conservative party and eventually they formed the cpc right so you had this mm -hmm. decade of conservative fracturing and that led to a liberal government for close to a decade i think and then eventually uh this the the conservatives reunited and said we, we have to put aside our differences and defeat the left here and so i, I think we're going to see that kind of thing repeat itself. McKay wins. Uh, you're going to see a lot of people, a lot of diehard conservatives jump ship and look for alternatives. There's going to be a market demand for uh, right-wing parties and whether they jump on board with the PPC and kind of go the populist route or whether they form a different party and go that route, we're going to have a, a lot of fracturing and, and infighting in conservative circles, uh, even if the conservatives, even though the conservatives will be forming government, the, a lot of conservatives won't like the direction that the McKay government's going to take them. So, so we might see McKay in there for two terms, and then we'll see the liberals. And during that time, we'll see a lot of infighting. They'll come back, you yeah. know. So this is just history repeating itself. And this, of course, assumes that things don't get so bad that we take a hard, like. Uh, you know, that, that we have some kind of violent conflict arising. And it wouldn't take much for that to happen. It would just take an, a severe economic downturn. You know, the U.S. dollar goes to crap or, um, you know, a worldwide recession or something like that. And people then, you know, things can get violent. So that, that that's my fear right now. So I, I don't have a lot of optimism right now. I got to be honest with you about yeah. uh, where things are going because, you know, even – we have Western alienation and separatist movements starting up, but they, they're kind of following the same bent as the Yellow Vest movement and the PPC and these kinds of things. There's a lot of shitheads in those movements that are coloring those yeah. movements that would otherwise be have rational, reasonable grounds to think. But, you know, they, they they're they're done by conspiracy nuts and and people who uh yeah. think that muslims are the cause of all our problems and um that that want to nationalize things and you know that they have zero economic understanding uh, and, and and so I guess it's, it's we need to try and figure out how to get the rational people with actual good values to stand on their principles and 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 start as the kind of lightning rod generally because right now it's almost right. as if the enemy of my enemy is my friend right and so yep. everyone who's anti-establishment is just grouping together which is a big problem and then kind of proves the the dismiss people who dismiss these people it proves them right almost right you know um if i'm a libertarian and i join the ppc with conspiracy theorists and and you know anti-immigration people and these sorts of things then yeah it makes sense that people would say oh libertarians are that way um yep. so it, it is a big problem and i think it's a problem that hopefully you and i can solve as well but yeah. i want to jump back well, and i just i just i just sorry before you go i just wanted to yeah. make a, a quick comment about that as well you know, and the reason why I'm ha I'm struggling to find optimism here is that I see libertarians jumping ship from from 
libertarian party and libertarian principles to say join the greens or to go to the to the, down this populist route or to buy into these conspiracy theories and the problem is that as conflict arises as fear rises liberty becomes less attractive to people they want security and they they yeah. want authoritarianism right and the problem i think we may have had had been the our own architects in with uh, libertarianism is that we're attracting all these people who are uh, libertarian leaning, but they don't have their their libertarian leanings rooted in in a deep philosophy around property right. rights, the non-aggression principle, and stuff. Right. So they might be libertarian because 9/11 was an inside job, or they might be libertarian because uh, they hate the government interfering in their life, but they they are. If you, if you don't have that firm foundation and those deeply rooted principles, it's very easy to to drift away from uh, from from that philosophy to something else because you've never really believed that philosophy deeply to begin with. You just kind of thought it intuitively made sense at the time, but now that things are going to shit, man, we need some authoritarianism to deal with this. And that's what I was going to say actually, and I think the objectivism was would hold that libertarianism as such can't. Yeah. Uh, give that deep philosophical base and and pe it is kind of more political and just surface level and you have to understand really why but that's a longer conversation yeah. um, but I think it's definitely it is the case that um, people need to have a base as to why they believe what they believe not just um, yeah. that they believe it but I do want to jump to now the Liberal Party itself, the government of Canada. So we still have a Liberal government. Um, they have a minority. Uh, one person, you know, their take was that, you know, they're safe for two years because if an election happens too soon, everyone gets mad and punishes whoever triggers it. So no one will want to trigger an election immediately. Um, but I don't think they'll have a four-year government. So... Um, you know, what is that? We talked about the state of the Conservative Party. What is the state of the Liberal Party? Is this a huge disappointment? Is it they got away? At, oh, thank goodness they made it through all of these scandals and still managed to win. And what does it look like for Canada for the next few years? They can't run rampant, but anything they get the NDP support on, um, you know, can move forward still. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've, I've started to see some rumblings from Liberal people about... Um, discontent with Trudeau and and fantasizing about who could be the next uh, liberal leader, for example, right? So I think mm -hmm. you're right. I think what will happen is, um, you know, the liberals will have a hard time getting things through. The, eventually, there'll be kind of a no, vote of no, no confidence. I think there's already rising. There, there's a similar camp of anti-Trudeau sentiment probably in the Liberal Party as there is anti-sheer sentiment in the Conservative Party. And so they're they're gunning for that spot. And now now uh, Trudeau's enemies who are eyeing up that position in his own party have ammunition to do that. And so I suspect they're working behind the scenes. You know, right now is not the time because they're just fresh off a win. Trudeau is the mm. prime minister. They, they're celebrating now. Uh, but for eventually... A year. For, for a year or so, and then, and then eventually, you know, the clause will come out, and you know, a two brute will <laughs> be the the uh, words coming out of Trudeau and Shear's mouths as they get stabbed in the back by people gunning for their spots. And so, so I, I think Trudeau's days are numbered as well, um, and you know, some people 
will cheer about that. I mean, if you l listen to some people on the right, it's the, the problem is we can have liberty as soon as we get rid of Trudeau. He's just the problem, right? Uh, well, he's yeah. he's not the problem. He is just uh, some. He's just a frat boy living his best life. He has uh, zero. <laughs> he, he has zero. Uh, he he's not affecting Canada. It's Canadians that are doing this. We're we're doing this to ourselves, right? We're gonna yeah. need to look at the mirror, good and hard. And if you think that just getting rid of Trudeau and replacing him with someone else or some conservative or Peter McKay, Peter McKay is just Trudeau. Peter McKay yeah. is is Trudeau. We're we're gonna end up with another Trudeau, and and from now on until Canadians grab liberty by the balls themselves, we're just going to have Trudeau as our prime minister in perpetuity. And we'll maybe have a mo more mature version of him, a guy that understands you don't dress in blackface and you conduct yourself with a <laughs> bit more decorum and, you know, but ultimately he's going to have the same, po the same policies are going to emerge that would have emerged anyways. So um, Canadians need to, to smarten up. That's the ultimate and lesson here. So what about, let's touch on then, the NDP didn't do well either. So, but what about the further left-wing Canadians that are disappointed? Trudeau never did enough anyways. They're disappointed. Green has, you know, it's time for the green swing. We need more environmentalism. What's it look like for them? How do they uh, affect change and, and get more, uh, how, do, how does Canada become more socialist, more left-wing? Well, I think they're doing a great job <laughs> already, you know, like the, the um, you know, a lot of people were critical of the PPC thinking that well, they, they cost the CPC all sorts of votes. Well, um, you know, the, the left wing parties like the NDP and the Greens cost uh, the, the, the Liberal Party probably 30 or more seats. Right. So mm -hmm. so the the all, all the whole political landscape is pulling leftward and it's because of these hardcore leftist parties standing up there not compromising on their on their values and principles that are, are pulling it that mm -hmm. way and so um yes the parties themselves may do variably well right like if the vote is completely split on the left to the point where none of those parties can form government and the right then forms government well you still end up with peter mckay as the prime minister which is a win for for leftists ultimately at the end of the day his his part like they're pulling the the overton window to the left and the whole dais of of political parties on that national debate stage to the left and so at the end of the day we're going to end up with a more left-wing government and they have to see that as a victory if they have any brains even if they don't form government they're winning the culture wars yeah yeah i i, I agree with you but i don't think they see it that way still right nothing no. Well, no, I, I mean, people like everyone who's politics think that winning is forming government and getting seats. Right. And yeah. that, that's a completely naive, ridiculous view in my pers perspective. Winning is what you end up with as a culture and as a result, a government and the policies thereof. Right. It, it, so so the only thing that matters is are more people subscribing to your worldview uh, tomorrow than today? And the left is winning on that front. And, um, you know, as far as I can tell, you know, the Libertarian Party is the only party that's pulling people towards liberty. We're the only party making more libertarians. That should be the only metric that matters right now to people that love liberty is, are you making more libertarians, uh, you know, tomorrow than they're today? Because that's the only thing that's going to push back against that. Because conservatism doesn't push back against the left. They they simply embrace the status quo and the, and and they... They um, 
they're progressives driving the speed limit. You know, they, the, the status quo is continually more and more left and the conservatives just want to hold it there, right? They don't want to actually push back. And so they're completely impotent to, to, uh, against the incrementalist slow shift towards the left. Um, so we need more people pulling the other way. And there's just not that many people because people that get involved in politics typically care about votes, even though yeah. that be the last thing that, that they care about. If they if their metric of winning is simply that they form a socialist government, but it's our tribe forming that socialist government. Well, that's not a win. That's a loss. That's complete. You just completely wasted your time forming government. Well, and I think that's the important thing to note is that, you know, the media will say no one won this election, everyone lost, but we're shifting left. Someone is winning. Someone, yeah. none of the political parties are winning outright, but there is a group of people very pleased with the, the shifting of Canadian politics. At the end of the day, Karl Marx is winning. Ayn Rand and von Mises are losing. That's what's happening right now. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, David. On that happy note. <laughs>